0: cannabis legalization news, but some really big news. Uh, federal laws are being introduced into Congress to legalize it yet again. Not only that, the DEA wants a whole bunch of THC to do some studies next year. Federal sentencing guideline news, uh, VA, Senate news, uh, presidential candidate news, Ohio news. There's an election on Tuesday if you're in Ohio or in Ohio, no, Ohio, Kentucky. Virginia, Uh, I think all three of those states have elections. You should go vote. Uh, And uh, social equity landscape, planet, okay, we have a a name that string, and then more. So let's get into cannabis legalization news this week with our lead story as to uh, new legislation introduced in the House. Miggy, what's happening? Hey, lots to talk about, huh? Lots to talk about. First, we're going to turn down our silly flute music. And if you enjoyed that silly flute music, thank you. Thank you. We, we did that specifically for you.
2: And if you enjoy uh, what yeah. you like to hear, like, subscribe, do all that stuff.
0: Right. And then um, make us your own AI music. We'll play that, too, and give you a shout out. There you out. go. or uh, real so music. it is. Yeah. We got it again. Republican-led federal marijuana legalization effort reappears in Congress. That's right. It is a bipartisan issue this came out friday this is the nancy mace she's introduced this previously she's introducing it again uh and that is the state's reform act her hmm. office refiled a bill to amend the controlled Substances act regarding marijuana and there it is spelled with an h right not there impressed. it's almost 2024 spelling marijuana with an h is still federal yeah. law
2: but like not impressed though i mean like if Nancy Mace, you know, this is somebody trying to make a name for herself. Like, if if if, like, she really cared, she'd help push the safe banking or all the other stuff that's already been through. You know, this process is
0: tedious. We don't need any more new shit. But uh, yeah, but they're trying to get her to be looked at. Don't you understand what the point of running for Congress is? It's look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what I'm saying, though, man. It's like uh, really appreciate if her constituents would, you know, like this is
2: all just right? Smoke and mirrors. Like, ah, I find it safe for me to talk about this topic, right? Like you and I, after what we've been doing on this podcast and on uh, the Facebook
0: page, I can't go find another job, dude. Like we're, we're, I'm, we're so locked in to this. Mm-hmm. All right. But think about that. Uh, right. the bill that she filed, no text serves as a placeholders has four co-sponsors, democratic reps, Dean Phillips of Minnesota and David Trone of Maryland as well as Republican reps, Tom McClintock, California, and Matt Gates of Florida. Yeah. No text. They, I am going to introduce the bill. It will be blank. And then I will get sponsors for that blank bill. We will pass it because there's nothing to pass.
2: Not serious adults, man. Like if any of these people, the, the Republican party, you know, at least the Democrats, right? Like, I mean... In the middle of their Satan worshiping and, and baby killing, they at least like actually write full on bills that people like understand and they get approved and passed. That do shit. like Democrats what, doing what now? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like the whole like BS. Uh, just watching another because, uh, and again, that won't go anywhere because of uh Mike Johnson, right? Like, like, like this dude that uh, the new House Speaker that is the 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 leader
0: of the the scary party yeah, votes mean, against he, everything. Votes yeah. against it. He would vote against Nancy Mace's bill. He, even though there's no text in it, I think the Speaker of the House would still vote against it. One of the reasons <laughs> I liked it last time was that yeah. it removed cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act, which, again, will violate the Controlled Substances Act. So you're also going to have to delete Section 903 of the Controlled Substances Act. That keeps us... Um, we have to play by the rules of the international treaties. We put it into the Controlled Substances Act. That's kind of a, a bummer. And I guess if we just deleted that aspect of the Controlled Substances Act, then we could be out of compliance with international law. And at least we wouldn't be violating our own laws doing that.
2: I mean, America's really good at breaking treaties. So we can just, uh, you know, let's get on with it. Let's uh, get on with
0: it. Make let's a break leap. that treaty already.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is all just semantical, right? I mean, like the, everybody knows scheduling is wrong. The way that it was done, marijuana being equated with
0: heroin. I mean, and then doing you know, the, you know, the schedule F or the, it was part F of the controlled substance act where they literally commissioned a study uh, called the Schaefer report that was published two years later that said, oops, shouldn't have done this. And they just threw I, it in the trash. Sure. But like as a, like a regular, like adult, right? Like you and I, I don't know about you, but I got adult beverage.
2: And so like, you know, this is not even on Coke the Scheduling act. Oh I've had an that. adult
0: beverage today. I was watching the bears game. I uh, oh. am not happy with how it turned out. Let me just double check. Yes, it's gone to final. Uh, and so they, they lost yet again. Um, uh, but I still like that it was a low tax because there's already so many taxes on cannabis. This would just be 3.75% federal excise tax. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a 5% tax. No more than that. No more than I 5 I thought you said and it was a blank document. Uh, it is a blank document. This was the previous one they filed in 2021. Oh, sure. And by they, I mean Senator May out of South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she filed this previously with that. But then those low taxes that are easy to collect and then you use those taxes. And the first thing that is is an allocation to actually do the regulation. So you have mm-hmm. money in the budget to do it. Okay. Uh, and then after that, you have to give it to the children. <laughs>
2: I mean, dude, uh, again, remember that one uh, story we covered where they actually laid out the map for social equity, like the money that was put back into the states and Washington state showed zero.
0: Oh, man, That's <laughs> but bad.
2: I, I, I see ads all the time. And I know it's being funded. Like some of the money's going through, but only the money that is meant for the, like save the children stuff. That's the only oh, stuff course. that's actually going through. Nothing like maybe even like helping children with like schools. We don't even get that right. At least Colorado's got that much going
0: on because they've been helping out with their, you know, infrastructure. We sell a lot of weed out there, but that's the thing. Like the longer the system goes on, the more weed you tend to sell, which is neat. But then like, that's, that's a, an article we might have in a stack that uh, generation, whatever they're on now, the- 11T billion generation 11 No, it's not that Z PDQ oh, generation okay. PDQ. Uh, but I think it's Z. which is Sad, Maybe sad for that. a generation name. Uh, anyway, they aren't drinking. They aren't drinking like uh, oh, people used to right. drink. Now they're they wouldn't be having that adult beverage. They'd be having an adult beverage with THC in it. Mm. Probably out but- of Minnesota. Yeah. But like like you just said, do you want to share that one right now, that story? No, no. Let's go to the other one about the DEA. More federal cannabis legalization news in the news that was the week, the first week of November, 2023. So the DEA is asking for nearly a million grams of Delta 9 THC to be manufactured for their research so that they can actually hit a, a quota for science. Can you believe that?
2: This is going to be exciting. I, this is the kind of thing I want to get involved in once uh, the business breaks ground and the revenues start coming in because uh, it's the science that I'm interested in, the actual like uh, what the studies are. But for me, most in particular, I'm into the equipment. I'm into the uh, the measurement stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. actual THC, like the nanogram clause that we have is, is super frilly. It's dumb, right? Like, like, like how long is five nanograms stay in your system after smoking a joint? yes you know, that shit uh, like that should be questioned not not uh the actual like making it a uh uh the the, the status quo the barrier right like instead right. of I, why research. don't we
0: have corroborating like witness yes. impairment evidence so you give them a field sobriety test and then give them another sobriety test in front of a second officer i don't but know like, like why why because because it's easier just to have a line in the sand, like with your <clears throat> breathalyzer, breathe into this. Dude, you're, you're guilty. Uh, was the machine calibrated correctly? But then, if it's the field sobriety test where the officer is then corroborated by a witness, another officer, and they walk you through the paces of the field sobriety test and you fail it, well, uh, it doesn't matter what the level of substance in your person was, you failed a sobriety test. You know, something like this, too, would be good because they're asking for uh, Delta nine. And I really hope it's
2: actually uh, organic Delta nine opposed to like Delta nine extracted from hemp, you know, because that's 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 two different studies, though. It should be technically
0: right if you're going to get into like the it's the same chemical yeah but But
2: the interesting thing
0: the agency said in a notice published in federal registrar on thursday this happens all the time and so we are still bated breath awaiting the agency to publish a new notice a proposed rule about schedule 3 cannabis stay tuned for that to this channel uh, we will be covering it when Schedule 3 happens. I just wrapped up a video. It was pretty long. It took me like 28 minutes to record. Uh, and uh, it will probably end up being 20 because seven minutes of that is me screaming at the teleprompter and saying, who wrote this? And then it's usually me. I wrote it and I, I write things that I can't say sometimes. <laughs> yes, the AI helped a little bit. and Actually, there was research assistant on it too that really helped. I mean, you have to double check it though. always. Of course. But they're increasing the quota to study. And uh, the agency hasn't proposed changing its two thousand three six point seven milligram quote a million gram quota for marijuana in twenty twenty four. It's calling for the manufacturing of some st- like uh, nine hundred thousand grams of delta nine THC and seven hundred ninety thousand of all other THCs. What kind of studies do you think they're going to do, like with lab rats, or I mean, is this
2: actually can be with adults, uh, you know, uh, who you know agree to like be subjects
0: but i just think it's hilarious that this is the dea's chart of what they've been studying and i mean what are they doing because it's it probably i wish it extended more than those uh, five instances of years of 2021 through 2024 Mm. proposed but um it was same 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 and then higher even higher again and then this green one is all other tetrahydrocannabinol And so they're already starting to test other THCs, which Mm. is hilarious. The THCs are only getting tested after they've made hemp, only include one of them.
2: Mm. That's going to be more important for the the rewriting of the hemp bill too, the
0: farm bill. Well, we aren't going to get that this year. That's one of the funny things about the hemp bill. Uh, It has not yet been released. And so in the 2018 hemp bill, it was published in June. I can't find the 2023 hemp bill, it hasn't been published yet. And yeah, it hasn't been.
2: I mean, it hasn't even been acknowledged from the agency, right? It Hasn't been said. hey, Well, it's
0: not not the agencies, but then the uh, it, in Congress they have like their little. Uh, they aren't agencies. Agencies are like you know the DEA or FDA, mm-hmm. but what are commissions or or or, so, or councils like you know the little groups that Congress has where they sit on things. Committees. So, committees. That's what they're called. They're called committees, and so like the committees haven't even reviewed them yet or, mm-hmm. or, or published it. Sure. Yeah, We've got some more federal news. Yep, more federal news. But I still love this chart where uh, <laughs> they only started studying. They only started studying other THC besides Delta Nine this year. This was the Wait. first year that that DEA has even started studying other THC, and that's yeah. like. No. I would like to know what the studies are, though, personally, because
2: I mean, what what are we resolving here, right? Because we use the word studies like we use the word regulations, and, and 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 we don't say what it should be, right? When I say regulations, I always think it should be lab regulations, right? That's the only regulation the plant needs, but unfortunately, because of all the fear mongering, we got to have nanograms or DUIs and all the other BS we go through. But uh, no. what, what what are the studies? What what uh, you know was it like uh, driving studies? Were there uh, you know,
0: intoxication studies. I'm curious. Well, it's schedule one. So it's always about the studies to find the harms. So they're, they're still trying to find the smoking gun. They're just like O.J. Simpson, still looking for the real killer. Trying to, I mean, like, are
2: they waiting for the overdose? Is that what they're looking for? Like, until, like, oh, they finally find so, someone died, <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, another another article came out of Marijuana Moment this past week. Federal Sentencing Commission's new marijuana guidelines directing judges to treat Past conventions more leniently originally take effect, which is, uh, uh you know, talk it's about huge, walking it back. The three strikes and you're outlaws, I guess, uh, only really helped the prison industry. Hmm. No, I uh, know this, this is huge, though. Uh,
2: I, I heard about this on a, a YouTube channel. I follow uh, the Ohio State University uh, College of Law, Morris yeah. College of Law. They talked about drugs on a docket, and uh, uh, you know, just. Feel this like every cannabis consumer, every smoker, uh is a mini lawyer, right? Like everybody like has this little like constitutional Especially with
0: chat GPT these days. They're like, I'm well, gonna go ask an AI what that means. Yeah. Okay.
2: But like these this this rulemaking person is this is a fundamental part of our, our structure, but also uh, uh most people don't know that or realize it. Like this is gonna be huge for future you know uh outlaws you know like our guest today he was he he was involved in prop 215 stuff and you know that's before there were rules uh, the, the the society is towards it i guess i mean, or what's the what, what do you call the barometer kind of how things change from everybody was afraid and fearing it to like now it's almost
0: Just, uh, yeah usually yeah. the pendulum they usually call it, the pendulum has swung the other way on that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah for example, a federal judge historically directed to take into account prior convictions as aggravating factors when making sentencing decisions. So three strikes and you're out, for example. Uh, but as states move to legalize, advocates push for updated guidelines so a person's cannabis record doesn't add criminal history points to enhance the sentences. Very nice. Uh, and so there you go. Those were new regulations published uh, in, in the Federal Register Actually, they've already been published in the Federal Register, so they're probably published at least 30 days ago, as they yeah. became effective on Wednesday. Well, and then the the important part now is the new conversation will be:
2: Is this retrograded? Is this retroactive? Can can uh, you know if I was arrested three
0: years ago, can I now get my case petition over? for like you know? Can you say I'm serving too much time? Yeah, I don't know. I am not a criminal lawyer. Uh, you know, if you said. Uh, questions about how to buy and sell equity of a cannabis license in a particular state that I can answer. <laughs> if you ask me about this type of stuff, I'd be like, I'm going to call a guy who does criminal law. And that's
2: the thing about the uh, American uh, law system is like, most people don't realize, like it's not a sweeping pan that can like just free people. It's layers and layers of like Rico cases. And, you know, uh, people caught up in like, you know, uh, like, like Craig Cecil, he was a mechanic for, for, the uh, you know, shipping network. And then, uh, he, he got like, you know, part of that with 30 years, crazy. And then there
0: were this guy, the, the guidelines, there we go. Yeah. But like, see this, these are federal regulations, everybody. Mm-hmm. There will soon be federal regulations for schedule three weed. So get geeked. It will be a great 2024, uh, where you have a whole new schedule. That should be taking effect. You know, it's like those two stories, they talked about things becoming effective and rules being published. So we're going to be doing stories about rules that are published. Then we get to do a public comment period and we get to have it be published in the final one and then eventually it'll become effective. Um, You know, I hope that it is. I hope that uh, it'll be interesting to see how the 280E plays out. Yeah, yeah. But these are essentially your guidelines,
2: right? If you're going to have a business and then besides rules, the rules, and and then and, and then the taxes, and then also like say you're into like edibles, then you're gonna have the FDA rules, and you know whatever
0: it takes to make brownies. Yep, whatever well, it takes to make brownies, you're always gonna need time. stuff to, to 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 help make stuff with brownies. That's just how it goes, man.
2: Well, I mean, if you're making a food product, you're just following the full rule There's nothing new about cannabis, right? There's no like uh agriculture is agriculture and. Infusions are infusions no matter what, uh, you know, in the end.
0: Yeah. Um, regulations though, they make it nuts. And so like the best, the best hemp beers right now come out of Minnesota because that state fricking allowed Minnesota to have their breweries create low THC brews. It's great. And it is 20 past the hour. I'm being told by a flashing alarm clock so we'll be back with our guest after it is 4.20 somewhere. Brian Drumbrowski joins I'm us. Yay, hey, Brian, thanks for coming on the podcast.
3: How are you, Jeff? No, thank you for having me. I'm super psyched. You guys are amazing. So thank you.
0: Hey, well, you know, tell the people tuning in uh, who you are, what you do in the industry.
3: Uh, You know, so I've been in the cannabis industry for about 20 years now, and I have a very different background. I actually entered it in 2002, and I'm 51, so I had a dare bear when I was a kid. I I had reefer madness when I was a kid, and went right out of high school into the military, military into big box box retail, and actually wound up running a district for Walmart, um, and they... After a couple other districts, they sent me up to Northern California to run that district. And I got in, introduced to this industry by third and fourth generation growers, who I didn't believe at all at first. I thought they were lying and they just wanted to get high, but they actually taught me that it was a medicine. And you know, so I, I got to see somebody who was having seizures take oil and stop. Uh, and i tell you the first time I saw it, I was like, you guys are all messing with me and this is not real but as i as i got into it and realized it was uh i ran that california walmart district for about six months and jumped both feet into cannabis Um, nice yep so yes i did the prop 215 had a cultivation center had a dispensary very soon on saw how difficult it was and really sat you know situated myself where i'm helping people open these businesses, run them successfully, not get in trouble. So I've been able to work in a dozen different states and and open probably 200 plus yeah. doors. Uh, it's amazing.
0: That's awesome. You know, thank so you, you for your service, yeah. both in military and also in legalizing it, you mm-hmm. know. And then uh, you know, somebody else who's lied to, you know, when he was a kid, and Miggy as well. Um, how did that make you feel when you realized you had gotten just straight up lied to by your government <laughs> your whole life
3: you know i it's a blessing in disguise honestly um because now when i talk to people and they're not believers you know sharing that story really helps you know it, my my aunt about a year ago got really sick and is in the same you know situation just didn't believe in it um, mm-hmm. took me a few months to, to get her to understand, and she was able to, to live out the rest of her time very happy. And, and you know, so yeah, it's I'm, definitely I'm a a
2: that
0: that.
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I felt really wilderness. dumb.
0: <laughs> but, um, speaking of really dumb, this mm-hmm. type of article is one of the ones that always strikes me as being extremely stupid. The yeah. Senate has voted to allow VA doctors to recommend medical marijuana to veterans. And so you can't do that. Uh, it because, like, it would, it would be, hey, uh, you know, with this law that says that marijuana is heroin, well, we're not going to change that. We're just going to make another law that's more specific and newer that says, no, it's not. And, and so, like, why don't they codify the, um, the executive order that, that Biden has directed? So the HHS is now doing the thing and telling DEA to move it to Schedule 3. Why doesn't the Senate vote on a bill that codifies that? Yeah, move it to schedule three. Take out this whole uh, BS of all the rulemaking procedure that we have to do. Get it done immediately. Yeah. Uh, or you could also take out this provision of the Controlled Substances Act called 903 that puts um, the, uh, the the treaty that we signed back in '61 into it. And so, like the reason why it probably wasn't dropped altogether is because that would make us out of compliance with this treaty from 1961 that says essentially the same thing uh, and it forbids any uh, non-medical or non-research-based usage adult usage yeah i mean that's a great question
2: i mean like as far as like double rules right you're you're, like an exception of
0: uh like how the, the barrier no, it's it's like a section in the law also putting just, like, taking that treaty and saying we're going to put that in here. Mm. So, like, we couldn't we couldn't say we're not going to follow it because we're going to follow our own laws, and our own laws say we're going to follow it. That kind of thing.
2: Well, I had a question. This, so this one's on the Senate, though, right? So the Senate's owned by Renman Schumer, and it says, like the House. So does it mean it already passed
0: the House? I have no idea. If it had already passed the House, we'd get into reconciliation then
2: yeah because i mean that's what should happen right away that should be the headliner like hey schumer fucking do something reconciliate (laughs) but then like
3: yeah i'll I'll jump in Yeah, Yeah.
0: i'll
3: give you my thoughts on this politicians lie right um it's 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 a bad game of would you rather every time we have to vote for these people like what whether democratic republican doesn't matter they're full of crap Um, You know, and and they use us as a pawn in this tool. And the veteran piece hits very, very close to home because I got brothers and sisters that need this. Um, You know, about four years ago, I moved to Texas. Uh, There is our medical program in Texas is horrible. Um, So it's
0: terrible. It's it's essentially hemp. Yeah. It's essentially hemp.
3: Hemp is better in Texas. Let me be very honest with you. (laughs) It, it is, and it is what we have. And I will tell you, I was all cannabis up until four years ago when I moved out here and I saw it. And I will say half of my clients are on the hemp side now, and I'm trying to get the other half there because I'm a big believer that you have to have your foot on both sides of this imaginary fence so that yeah. when it comes down, you are, you're you're going to win. Um, so yeah, that farm bill that you guys talked about, you know, they they paused it. They said they were going to try to get it out this year. Some other ones are talking about, you know, going another year before you see another one. Um, that's going to be a telltale sign on which way the government goes if they legalize this through the Farm Bill or state by state. So it's, yeah. you know, the Schedule 3, all that stuff is really, really scary to me watching this all play out.
0: Yeah. So Some Clone so Coach is asking, Schedule yeah. 3, Current market, I mean, culture, who knows how that's going to play out. But the market, immediately more profitable. And so mm-hmm. like that's one of the things that I like about Schedule 3 because if you're doing the THCA game or the Delta 8 game or the hemp game, you aren't paying taxes to your state. You didn't have to spend a shitload of money to get operational. You didn't have to compete like hell to get that license. Mm-hmm. And then you're selling essentially the same stuff. and uh, And then you're not getting taxed and mm. so like you have to you you gotta go under all those regulations and then you get to also avoid irc 280 and so there's no reason in hell for us to open our dispensary making
2: oh I, I get you but yeah. yeah i mean it's still there's a yeah,
3: lot of you are doing the right thing get your foot on both sides of the fence honestly that dispensary piece look if we do if they do implement the testing and the regulations through the farm bill then what that's going to mean for these dispensaries is you don't have to pay that forty thousand dollars a year anymore to renew your license you don't have to you know do all the other 280e and everything else and you know it's another way for those dispensaries to turn into a profitable profitable business so i gotta yeah. watch both sides of the fence guys honestly oh sure uh, we'll we-
0: see if we have because uh, then ecom would just be a new add-on I'll talk, mm. I'll talk to the the, the, the <laughs> people about that, but um, yeah, you have to watch out for it simply because he's right. Like the, the farm bill in 2018, it was published in June. I tried <laughs> to find the farm bill for 2023 today. doesn't exist, hasn't been published. Mm. Isn't there like though, an in,
2: in, inevitability, an in, 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 inevitable thing with the legalization of, of cannabis that like, cause hemp and cannabis are the same plant essentially that like you know we have this arbitrary line that divides it but one day and when a real regulation world where like justice and you know things prevail uh it'll just be this plant right and and, and there'll be like the fun plant and the plant made for concrete that's it it's how you you intend to start your grow and and, and so like that all is going to come about but think about you Brian in Texas I mean you're talking about the hemp thing going on and, and it just occurred to me that you guys probably have like like, here in Washington State, and, and, and Tom, he, he had his medical marijuana license or uh, card for a long time. But here in uh, uh the, the hippie utopia, you know, we had uh, free capitalism for a while with, like, cannabis markets and, and, and stores and shit. But you guys probably have the same thing, but, like, on hemp level. Like, it's still the flower. It's still uh bud. It's still probably got trichomes on it, but it's just hopefully not testing hot, you know? Like, that's the... Uh, the dividing line for your guys the whole market out there and so i can see like you guys have marijuana like as a program but uh it's unfortunate though you guys couldn't have the full you know real deal yeah same damn thing you see, that's inevitable, <laughs> right we're it still is. like waiting literally till, like, and the that, i've been on.
3: talking about this for years i've been talking about it's the same plant it's the same thing and i will say when cookies made the leap and started selling their THCA in a dozen different States. That kind of, he, he hasn't made very many mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. In this industry. So that, that really was a, was an eye opener should be an eye opener for a lot of people.
0: Well, I mean, right. I mean have the, it, it is, but then, uh, okay. I just don't understand. If they're going to say that it's schedule three, this, they need to start approaching it like it's a drug and not like we're regulating this plant we hate we don't we don't even look at it you know um and as a result i'm assuming that they're going to make reasonable regulations i realize that i'm, I'm assuming this about the federal government <laughs> and that could be stupid but um they're going to try to regulate it like it's a drug like you know it, and as opposed to like it is a politicized stigmatized plant uh, yeah. Meaning that if you have a concentration of this drug, which is evidently THC, but then what does that include? Does that only include the Delta-9 variant or does that include THC? Uh, and if it includes all the THCs, the precursors, they go under precursors at great extent in the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, mm-hmm. So that people don't do what they're doing right now in hemp with another drug. Could you imagine if they're doing this for uh, fentanyl or heroin? like the THCA Mm -hmm. loophole that would drive people nuts Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm sorry. It's it's not schedule one. You said it was fine. You know,
3: two completely different paths, but I will Mm -hmm. just, I'll tell you what I, what scares me about schedule three. Um, and I, Mm. I hear all of the positives and I love them all, but people go to cannabis when big pharma has failed them. And, for us to turn this over to pharmacies, I think, I personally feel is the wrong move. And I will tell you if if there's a good there's a good chance that, that pharma, they'll, they'll leave it alone, right? But I don't know, we've packaged it, we've bottled it for them. We have set it up for big farmer to grab this and run with it and make money off of it very quickly. So that's the one thing that scares me about schedule three. I love the, all the positives. But uh, we were
0: we were live when the uh, patent sixty six thirty five oh seven went off, and so if they tried to pharmaceuticals try to like take it and run, invalidate and immediately go to generic status because that patent expired in two thousand twenty one. So, mm-hmm. like, I, are you worried about big aspirin? Are you worried about like mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so like, I'm not worried about acetaminophen. Like somebody's going to be like, oh, crap, I can sell all this acetaminophen now, you know, over the counter. Uh, it's it's generic, you know, right. competing against Tylenol, taking Tylenol to, you know, gonna go beat Tylenol, gonna go beat Cresco. Uh, so if we can get generic status, cool. And, and <laughs> how couldn't we not? I mean, because they yeah. like if we pull up the patent, that's now off, so it's not on patent anymore. It is about uh, cannabinoids, including THC.
2: Yeah. But like, what what does like big farmer mean when it comes to this plant, right? Like, you know, it's still gonna be grown, and, and and like it's gonna be like freaking what I get here in Washington State, where it comes in a goddamn package. You know that that I mean, when it comes to the plant itself, I mean, if you're a real plant consumer. But then when it comes to like, because you can turn this thing into an extract, you can turn it into a powder, you can turn it into a pill. I mean, that's what, what big farmer is. But like, when it comes to the plant itself, yeah. you're still gonna go to the goddamn store. The grower's still gonna have the job. You know, the, the grower, hopefully there'll be like, uh, you know, the home grow will be the issue, right? So we can have the varietals. So we can have the the the, the differences and the, the experience of the plant. Because, you know, you give it to like, say, only a big business to allow it to be grown. They're only going to grow certain types just because that's what's pulling it in, right? You're, you're going to see Blue Dream for years and never see anything else, you know?
0: But well, that I, that's the only thing I can see. I don't know. Did you see the trending news that was going around this weekend? Now let's go. The trending news: reported fake marijuana unions are expanding their foothold across the United States. This is coming out of F news. like Chris Roberts. You reported this last week uh, and it updated it with a statement from a in a
2: hey tom the mic's breaking oh. in and out
0: oh no all right maybe there you, go. Go. you cover this yeah. and then i'll check my settings yeah no worries
2: no you're good you just had to get your face closer i guess i don't know ah but uh the, yeah the man topic. alleged fake marijuana users are expanding foothold across the united states um but this is just mentioning about new york in particular the story um it talks about uh, how a uh, uh uh so the you you know we all know the ufcw that's the big one that's the food workers united the food U. and commercial workers yeah. Something. So they didn't get to New York yet. They got into most of mostly states, but they, I don't
0: know how the fuck you don't get in New York. You, you know, I don't know. How, I mean, well, New York has not launched. And so if there's only 20 dispensaries that have opened in you. over two years, uh, it's hard to get a toehold in that. Yeah, that's a true story. But I mean,
2: like, so that's what happened. You got this, uh, union or supposed union called seed, um, cannabis engineer, extractors and distributors Which, uh, uh, you know, there's no real allegation being here, but they are being like speculated being sketch. Right. Like uh, where's the money going towards? And and that's a big problem. Some of this uh, new markets, new uh, states coming about Washington State saw it. We have the we have the U.S. we have the food workers here for years, But they
0: wrote like, have you ever heard of rent seeking behavior? That is where Mm. you write yourself into the law. Yeah, And if you want a New Jersey operating license that's not a micro, do you know what you need? Hmm. Labor peace agreement. Okay. So yeah. you need a union contract. And okay. and these guys are like, I got a union contract for you. How oh. hard? I mean, like maybe we're approaching this game all wrong. Maybe we should have been like, been like how easy is it to make a union? And then just go make a union, and then bust up all the uh, the license holders, and be like, you know, you got to pay us more. Sorry, I'm trying you know, to help the, the people.
3: This this has been going on forever, guys. These yeah. unions popping up in California back, mm. and the, in fact, stuff's coming out now about what what's going on with it. And I will, um, I will say that. um, So when I was with, trying to make this cleaner for you guys, you're good. Uh, man. Um, when I What thirty years ago when I was with Walmart, um, I was the one that went in when union cards came up and interrogated people and got rid of them. So I've been on that side of union. But then when, yeah, but then (laughs) but when I grew up, my dad was a union steward. So I've seen both sides of this, and I actually know you pretty well, who is with the UFCW. Um, there is a place for unions in this in this industry you know because there are there are horrible owners of these businesses um yeah and, and the, so there are place the you know the place for these unions and the way that these that these horrible owners have gotten around that is to create their own unions or have their buddies oh, create shit. their own
2: unions is that And there of, are several
3: things going on in California right now with the you know with the Teamsters with you know mm. that that has been highlighted. They, these fake unions, were are not protecting their people.
2: Yeah, and, and that, um, that's the thing. And again, I have report.
3: seen both sides of this fence on the <laughs> on the union too. And I will tell you, we have we have places that that we need unions.
2: In in, in this article, they refer to the seed 420. <laughs> Pun intended, because they're going by uh you know local 420. But uh, uh, so the somebody commented that they operate like a company union, right? And look, you're like you said, I mean, you've seen both sides. I, the one opportunity they had to be part of a union, I passed on it because they weren't looking for out for my best entrance. And then that was actually one of the largest unions out there. But uh, uh, there is unions do work, right? Like uh, we know with uh, uh, right now with the writer strike and the, uh, the actor strike going on, you know, like they pr- work and they protect people, you know, uh, depending on what your position is and who they are personally if I was a uh a cannabis employee and then I wanted to be part of the union, I would have reached out to the UFCW that's the leading organization the national organization you know and now you're investing into the Walmart union right the big boy you don't want to invest in these like shenanigans well, who
0: knows where your dues are gonna go is exactly. that anyway um let's let's <laughs> let's not pontificate too much over organized labor. Um, this is a story. I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. There it is. And uh, But this is it. And so New Jersey, like California, New York, and elsewhere, they require marijuana businesses to sign these so-called labor peace agreements with yeah. a bona fide labor organization before they can get licensed. They ask where it is. And so an LPA or a labor peace agreement is a pact between management and a labor union under which the company agrees not to interfere if they want to organize. It's not a contract, but in some cases has led to a contract. So, yes, it's the uh, UFCW and then the Teamsters are the ones that are organizing and workers and winning contracts at cannabis companies.
2: And honestly, if you sign up for one of these sham places, they're a sham. So step away, look up UFCW. And start a new one because uh, you will not be legally advocate. I don't believe. You know, because if it's a sham, it's a sham, right? It's not like this is we're talking about something legit, structured. We're talking about uh, misguiding people, you know, a little misdirect. Correct.
0: That's right. Thank you, Miggy. So another silly news. Uh, we have the Trump team is kind of busting the balls of uh, DeSantis, saying that he should use some marijuana edibles to deal with his presidential campaign stress. Uh, so they don't necessarily support legalizing, but they do support put-downs with marijuana. Yeah. yeah so the Trump campaign took a swipe at uh, president candidate Ron DeSantis, urging the Florida governor to pick up some edibles while visiting Nevada to de-stress from the race. I
2: mean, we say funny is funny. It is true, but also... The same guy who had the funny joke uh,
0: would put you in jail and kill you for it. Like he doesn't care. Like whatever yeah. would get him popular. I know, but the 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 stra- the dissantist strategist just then uh, jabbed uh, Trump, saying maybe Ron should consider voting. As oh, I'm sorry, maybe this is actually Ron. Dis- i don't understand what that it says maybe ron should consider voting a smoke sh- visiting a smoke shop and buy some edibles to take the stress away something jeff Rowe, oh, a desantis strategist should know something about because he's lobbying for marijuana legalization in iowa uh, which is hilarious they're they're politicizing marijuana legalization and saying you shouldn't vote mm-hmm. for this guy because he works with a consultant who is trying to get it done because it's evil
3: I'm, I'm just going to refer back to my "Would you rather" comment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Would you rather eat dog crap or cat crap this election cycle? Right, well, it's crazy. The I mean, lobbying first, firm was axiomatized strategy. years ago. They,
0: I'm they again, legalized right? it a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: hundred percent. But you know, the, I think I the care. the power. Go for it. They don't care. The power of the internet helped. the... Uh, you know, let the toothpaste out of the
0: tube, you know, cow's out of the bag. Give a little bit. Parts. I mean, they still try to keep the cow in the barn by like using algorithms to censor channels mm-hmm. like ours. Mm-hmm. But I see,
2: I think it's just a, a, it's a default safety thing, right? It's human, right? Like earlier when I joked about like how you and I can't find another job, literally like, I'm so, we, we are blessed that we got this license going. We got a partner coming. Things seem to be pretty fair, fair is like a hard word to use when you talk about business, but I think things are going pretty well and I'm pretty excited too about the MJ biz that we got coming up. I'm working on an article, dude. I'm, uh, I'm cool. calling it uh, beer and smoking in Vegas.
0: All right. We'll find out about that. Uh, but it, it is hilarious that one of the people had their uh, Twitter account blocked for sharing what? this. Uh, well, um, uh, my Twitter See? account got like blocked as well. Like I can't access Twitter anymore, which is fine. I guess again,
2: yeah, we've been so we've been used like you know uh, 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 shadow ban. You know we, we didn't have this free TAC page that we've been admitting for the past mm. over 15 years about just like spreading the word. You know, I mean, kind of like when people talk about addiction to cannabis, there's like the gospel of it, right? Where you're just like tired of all the bullshit, and you're just like, hey, everybody! Oh shit! I just unplugged myself. You guys there?
0: Don't unplug yourself, Maggie. Don't unplug yourself. But while Niggy's trying to plug himself back in, here's something else from the article that I thought was particularly relevant. Um, <clears throat> so Florida voters are also going to try to legalize cannabis next year. It, there is a lawsuit on uh, pending in uh, Florida courts with oral arguments on the case scheduled for November 8th to see whether or not it will appear on the 2024 ballot to legalize it. This is something that I'm really worried about in a different state, Ohio. Ohio mm-hmm. has it up uh, Tuesday. Well, let's talk about two Ohio. things coming up women's rights. And so, yes, yes, on one and two, if you're into like freedom and shit. Well, let's, people will politicize freedom and say that's not what it means. But uh, Ohio, advocates say there's a lot at stake and the polls are really good on it. So, some people are wondering what the polls yeah. are at. Uh, it's it's pulling ahead uh, by a healthy margin so i think it's going to win by probably about 10 points uh, five to ten points the Mm. problem then is if it passes will the the administration that be in ohio strip the powers that the people have voted for as we've seen previously in south dakota most recently and then maybe if desantis isn't Occupying a home in Washington D.C. in 2024, or 2020 after 2024, um, and instead is still the governor of Florida. What would he do if it's legalized there? Like, how could their administration get in the way of the industry?
2: Lawsuits is that what they did in uh, South Dakota, right? Like, it, and again, it's always about like being against the will of people. I, I, I don't get it. Like, how how do these guys still? you know, get reelected when they constantly go against like the mass majority on this one issue, this one, if more people care about it, right? Like, they don't Brian, care. I,
0: exactly. That's unfortunate. Huh. How many, uh, Brian, How uh, you've been in the industry for longer than us. How many times have you seen a, a state just totally shit the bed after the people have legalized it?
3: Hmm. Uh, what, Virginia... Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, oh, what shit, state yeah, do you want to talk about? It, it's
0: Arizona. And,
3: and if it's not, oh. and if it's not the politicians, it winds up being the big players who want to monopol, monopolize that state, and that that yep, yep. is where it really gets sad. Is
0: they've already yeah. set the bed in this though. This is Ohio. It, it is an MSO state or big player state and because it's highly regulated. And if this passes, they get to double the number of dispensaries uh, that they have under management or even get dispensaries under management. If they were like on the other side of the plant, they'll give them some dispensaries too. And then they're going to do 50 uh, social equity dispensaries. And I'm like, all right, that already pushes you north of 350 dispensaries. You could use more. But um, that might be it for the next four years in Ohio. It's like just bringing on all the existing mm. players and making sure that they have cornered the market and then they'll allow a social equity round knowing that that won't compete with them and they could pick them up uh, as distressed assets as they get close toward the time that they're supposed to be operational and are, surprise, surprise, not. Mm.
3: Are we we talking about Ohio or Maryland?
0: Hold on. Ohio, (laughs) Maryland, Arizona, we could talk about Arizona. (laughs) There's social equity um, (laughs) deadlines coming up and they have people that haven't gotten operational also
2: but if Ohio gets the recreational uh, i mean at least they have already some infrastructure you know and i think that's the most the biggest thing with each state right whether it be the mso's or whoever's in charge if you have medical and then you switch to recreational at least there's some players already there right like we but then it becomes a different conversation it's not about the patients it's about the goddamn taxes which is weird yeah.
0: taxes <laughs> taxes to get you know what? You know what? You know what? Taxes make me remember uh, that? that we should probably take a small moment to cover what we're fighting for again. Let's play some Name That Strain. You've become a uh, very large I, I like canvas. it. I like it. Uh, this. I guess we could also do that one. There we go. Uh, unfortunately, I have the show notes up. I should take no. those. Off. And then, um, yeah, so now they can't okay. you can't guess it. We can say that this is a true exotic strain. A very recent one comes out of Alien Labs. This is right. Mm. That's right. It's an Alien Labs, and it is a cross of Red Pop and apples and bananas. Those are its parents. And so it is quite an exotic, uh, brand new type of strain. You, you won't find a lot about it because, like, you have to get it from Alien Labs. It's, it's mm. pretty new. That's uh, the and, kind of shit. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of shit that the, the Grow Trust would bring into Illinois if we can get out of that litigation.
2: Oh, well, I'm just saying that's the kind of shit. Like when I was a
0: kid, you get that shit and you just call it red hair or fire. Right. You don't know clothes The word red is in the name of this strain. <laughs> hmm. Not urban. Uh, this is usually what we need. somebody from uh, Somebody from SoCal. That's what we need. Somebody from SoCal watching. Mm-hmm. And that would that would help. Yeah, it's it's not Mandarin cookies. It is an Alien Labs cross of Red Pop and Apples and Bananas. The word Red continues in it. Rosetta Stone sounds
2: cool though, but not.
0: That it also it is also a uh, uh, not necessarily a euphemism, but it is also a code term or a slang term for Mars. Even Chad gets a headache. <laughs> yep. So many names. Too many names, just too many. Gosh darn names. I mean, I, I get it. Like you're a grower, you're, it's like it's like a chef, it's like a bartender. It's anything that you do as an artistic thing. But um, Planet Red. It is Planet Red, which is almost the Red Planet. It's close, John. There you go. Give it to John. Red Planet. Twenty twenty three strands from Alien Labs combines red pop and apples and bananas. Go check it out if you can. Real hard to get some of those exotics because they just. They're new yeah well and then you know how does it hit you know that's that's where the the plant comes in
2: right and then knowing like uh profiles you know whether it be cbd terpenes and all that shit how it mixed together so like somebody who hasn't smoked it they can see the profile and understand them probably be like oh, okay i understand the experience i would get you know sativa indica whatever
0: mm-hmm. so, so. yep hey uh this okay. is a the most wildest wildest west state there was it made the news this past week political was reporting out of it people Mm -hmm. just can't pay their bills in oklahoma's wild marijuana market which is about to shrivel so superior buds can you imagine that is a compliant dispensary in oklahoma Mm -hmm. where there are no rules but isn't this just really the market living itself out you know, uh, I mean, like, this is an, a, a ridiculous market. 14,000 licensed medical marijuana businesses. I want to say Oklahoma has a population of approximately 3.5 million. There's not 14,000 cannabis businesses in Illinois. The, the, our statute limits it to 500 adult use dispensaries, Damn. you know? And there's 13 million people in Illinois, not four. And how many growers do you guys have now? Very few. Like we have uh, pretty much 21 control the show. And then there's another 88, 87 that have a license. And out of those 87, 10 are operational. And out of those, I don't know if any have flour. Uh, but then yeah. Oklahoma is creating 64 times the volume needed for their patients, which makes me go, Oklahoma, you're complicit in the diversion that you're creating. You are. Uh, Illinois controls the supply so much. That if you have a license, you have to sell your crop before you can get more canopy space. They just won't let you have canopy space. And then maybe, yeah, well, yeah the MSOs will never allow that. But well, um, they, they yeah. stopped
2: issuing licenses in last year. But like, I mean, don't you think that also the fact that they didn't legalize recreational, they shot themselves in the foot as far as like... Uh, Then it would have a recreational market. They would be more stabilized, opposed to this like limited market of only patients, right? Because only patients can get access. Only patients will go through. People willing to go through the motions, you know. And the other eighty percent of the population doesn't want to put a name on the registry.
0: They don't want to put their names in the system of any sorts. So right. They don't. They don't. But sixty-four times the supply for the patients needed to serve only 385,000 uh, yeah. patients. And so it, for 385,000 patients, they're making a lot of weed.
2: Sure, they just don't know their own bandwidth for their state, with because I mean, like Washington State, I don't think there's much diversion, like there used to be. But these days, I mean, maybe uh, in another state, one of the big grows, cause I know in California, rumors has it that there is some diversion from the big grows, right? Because that's how they, counterbalance the taxes and all the other bullshit they're all going through but uh here in Washington, state i don't think there's that much I'm, i know in oklahoma for sure there
0: is so yeah, whatever. yeah. well how much work do you do in, in oklahoma brian
3: you know i've done some work and i i hate leading people down the wrong path um so i haven't done yeah. work in oklahoma for a while I, I, there are states that set people up for failure and if you go into oklahoma if you decide to go buy one of these failing companies your background better be marketing and nothing but marketing because that is the game in oklahoma now um yeah if you are good
0: you'll survive if you're not good you're going to be gone which is um interesting but you know the only time that i really work in oklahoma is trying to get people out of oklahoma and into states (laughs) where they're uh, more stable of a business right? or so it's like, you know, you do, you'd be all right here, 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 or here. Would you like in over there? Yeah. Hmm. So
2: uh, we got some social equity landscape news,
0: social equity landscape news. We were speaking about it earlier, but then lots of the licenses these days are social equity licenses. Um, the one that we won was social equity because Miggy is uh, social equity uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, yep, in Illinois, not in Washington State, not in Maryland, in Missouri. Um, we'll see where else you may qualify under their definition of social equity. I mean, I'm a big fan of it now. <laughs> uh,
3: well, Maryland, you mentioned Maryland. Man, they set those social equity applicants up for failure in Maryland. They, uh, big they, time. They've they only got to look at 18 months of financials for, for the application that yep. if anybody's applying for and they Cameron, said it, your you numbers
0: know. can be wrong just give us your numbers and think th- just give us your best guess for your numbers is what they're saying and the numbers will not yeah. be dispositive it will not disqualify you if you're broke
2: Tom, it, it right.
3: it's not what it's
2: doing sorry go ahead miggy oh no go ahead man I, i'm just curious about the the cost right for us to get yeah. in it was two hundred dollars but like to me that's social equity, right? When when it comes like to a fair price to get into this market, even though like you're gonna have to like go into coots with somebody else. But like wasn't Arizona still like a hundred thousand or some bullshit like that to like start in social equity? You
0: guys remember No, Connecticut was three million. For social equity? Yeah. Okay.
3: Not not very social equitable. Socially
0: <laughs> equitable. Just saying. Um, three million dollars
3: yeah well and and even in like i said maryland It sorry guys it broke up
1: good
0: okay. okay well here's the rundown that I when mean, we could talk more about maryland because they don't yet appear on this list uh and that's interesting because they do have some social equity permits uh none of them are operational they were issued a couple years ago Uh, About 5% of the marijuana businesses worldwide are social equity out of the 42,319 active cannabis business licenses in the United States. And remember, uh, if you take out Oklahoma and California, you cut that number in more than half. And so out of that, you know, some 20,000 that are outside of just those two states, you have 2,300 that are social equity, 26 in Arizona, 619 in California, 59 in Connecticut, two in Florida, Uh, as you can see, zero in Ohio, because theirs was literally uh, unconstitutional. 144 in Illinois, that's probably a little low. Uh, 392 in Massachusetts. 42 in Jersey, which is ridiculous considering it's an open market state and social equity gets the first priority to open. Uh, 781 in New York because you had to be social equity, otherwise you couldn't get it. And then 226 in Vermont.
2: And uh, Washington State
0: hasn't released theirs as well yet, so I'll look out for that one. curious. Okay. But they do say there are programs in Colorado, Maryland, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Washington State, and Virginia. In theory, New Mexico, every single one of their licenses should count because every yeah. single one of their licenses required a social equity plan, one of the few uh pieces of written narrative you, you needed in New Mexico to get licensed.
2: Hmm. Speaking of, I just talked to Stone Ape in New Mexico.
0: They said hey. Yes, yes. They um hopefully they're doing well. there you know, next time yeah. we're in Albuquerque, we should stop in. That was right, so, yeah, with uh, with Maryland, that's going on. That's hot right now. And and they have yeah. two days before they close their window. They're doing it. They're doing it kind of how Massachusetts and California do in the sense that they qualify you as social equity before they open you up to the application window. Um, and as a result, it's being very difficult because then, like, like I said, Miggy, uh, your arrest and then the place that you live for the past five out of the past ten years does not matter because yeah. you can't that doesn't like that's not how they define it it's it's five out of the past 10 years even if you weren't arrested as long as the area that you live in has a high amount of arrests according to maryland and here's mm. only maryland zip codes so they really only want maryland residents to yeah uh, get the license
2: i think every state's different right brian i mean like y- when you as a consultant, are you dealing with the actual like acquiring of the license and the businesses? Or are you actually like more doing the infrastructure and like the grows and the retail side of things?
3: Uh, you know, I have clients on on every um, project in this in this nice. gamut. So some yeah, of them totally coming in and wanting to learn, learn about, you know, basically trying to pick a lane on what they're going to do in this industry. And some of my clients have been operational for 10 plus years um okay but i will say maryland is very interested interesting because well first and foremost the maryland governor was a board member of green thumb industries and oh, wow. he has one two $1. 1.2 million dollars of green thumb industry stock in a blind trust Oh man! If anybody thinks Maryland's gonna run out, roll out fast. They probably have something different coming, Um, Mm -hmm. because Green Thumb Industry, yeah, Green Thumb Industries is racking up. Even if you get open,
0: guess what products you're gonna be selling? Green Thumb Industry products. Yeah. You know, as a (laughs) retailer, I don't even care. You know, is it in stock? Okay, I'm gonna stock my shelves now.
2: But I mean, the the rules have to be written, right? Not to to be a point where it like says, "Hey, Green Thumb Industries, here's your fucking license." We're like, "Hey, it's a twenty million dollar freaking entry fee, <laughs>
3: or whatever." Yeah. No, great. GTI is already there, operational, solid recreational. Oh. Oh. They they are killing it right now. Waiting for the social equity applicant lottery to happen. So, yep. and then once the lottery happens, hopefully in January then they're giving those folks 18 months to get operational or they lose that lottery ticket and i don't think this is a state that's going to expand and let them go 19 months they'll probably Mm -hmm. take that lottery ticket back and push it to a third round so so, yeah it's it's maryland's very interesting how it's playing out and i will i will Mm -hmm. say with them just you know setting these social equity applicants up to just look at 18 months of your financials that's setting them up for failure. So this lottery no, system. Not
0: just that's set up for failure. 65% equity holding and so five-year yeah. hold period. Yep. And and you cannot really have any investors on the front end. And so, like, uh, it, they are going to completely turn over these winners to wolves and give them nothing to sell them.
2: Yeah. But go for it.
3: But the the juice will be worth the squeeze in that state when it all plays out four years from now. That's going to be a strong market, and the mom and pops mm. that can get through this garbage and get operational will do very very well in that state. Um, but right. yeah, that's but gonna be- they've
0: set it up in such it's it's they've set it up in such a way that they won't be able to get operational because the person that they're giving the license to, like if it's if it's a normal company, and you put up. I don't know, let's say 65% of all the capital to get operational, you very often get 65% of the license. But here, if you put up 100% of the capital to get operational, you're not allowed to touch more than 35% of the license. And the person who you just fronted all this money to is allowed to veto everything. Thought power. But who's going to make that? Who's going to Who's going to lay that money down then in that setup? What investor in their right mind would do that?
2: And again, we're just talking about a plant that does medicine.
0: But also, you're you're going to give these licenses to people that you know can't afford them. You know they can't afford them. You're saying that there is a, a, an, a fund that's out there and you're just going to give the, the this license to somebody who can't afford it and then put them in line to get free money from the government. How do you think they're going to be operational in 18 months? The licenses that you gave out you know, not 12, 24, 36 months ago are not operational and are waiting for the money from the fund that you set aside from the legalization of it. So now you have like Mm -hmm. another three years of people waiting for a fund. And then they've written it so like it's it's five years of operation. So that just tolling the time from which you can buy that license until they're operational. And then that person has to own 65% for the five years. By the way, Maryland has a ban against monopolies. <laughs> Did anybody consider that when they were making this law that only this person can get this much for this long? Only them. Yes.
2: Okay. Well, the revoking thing is horrible. That, I mean, that, that you, you should be able to hold on to your golden ticket forever, long you want to negotiate with, whether you sell it for hundred dollars or thousand dollars. I mean, like they're. But
0: they—that's so. why it's the good operational deadlines, and so like yeah. a lot of the Illinois dispensaries have the good operational deadlines coming up on them. How many breweries have get operational deadlines? You know, restaurants, shit like that. But well, let's let's do a a a no shit, uh, a a trending shit that I wasn't expecting, because it is a well, duh. We have like kind of two of them, and then one shows their editorial bent, and then uh, we can wrap this sucker up. So, uh, Normal has published an article in Obvious Magazine that cannabis commonly used as a sleep aid by cannabis, cannabis. What? Research there, as it's been legal for five years. The survey uh, investigated 1,400 cancer survivors. 24% of respondents indicated they used cannabis prior to bedtimes with reported benefits including relaxation, reduced time to fall asleep, fewer nocturnal awakenings, and improved sweep, sleep quality. Cannabis is legal for both rec and medical use in Canada. I like how they put that in parens for you, just like as an aside.
2: I mean... <laughs> Brian, you've seen him use his medicine in 2015. Prop 20. you know, when I, when I did my activism, I talked about a story where I wasn't much into the business of the medicine side. I was more into like the not going to jail and being butt rape side things, you know? And so like when I used to speak out a lot younger and, uh, I got a video from this dude who had MS and he was in a wheelchair and, uh, he shows me a video of him smoking and he stands up and he's fine. And I'm like, shit, it is medicine. Um, i mean the guy's no longer around but i've seen so many people who benefited from it so uh no shit
3: yeah here's First what small. i got to say on this one move over melatonin and <laughs> the, the, the hemp side killed it on this one with this with the CBD. is it cbn yeah. That is yeah just as good as melatonin and i'll tell mm-hmm. you every three to- the every third time i tell take melatonin i have nightmares it sucks Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I got on that one. Move over melatonin because this stuff is, is, is taking its lunch.
0: Oh, it's good. And so that, that is a sleep aid right there, a CBD and a CBN, uh, tablet. That's uh, a sleep aid that I would use if I had sleep problems, but I don't, I, uh, I exercise and smoke weed and that kind of helps. Unfortunately, (laughs) Fox news doesn't think that helps. Mm -hmm. They have a report out and this came out on November 3rd. Alarming new trend is emerging as younger Americans eschew alcohol on dates. Go more for cannabis. Doctors say cannabis in some cases can lead to psychotic episodes and increased mental health issues. And and so they're saying, hey, uh, Fox News is reporting uh, younger Americans are not getting drunk when they go out anymore and are using cannabis. Don't they know that could make them nuts? and cause mental health issues. That's that's my reading between the lines of this headline and sub-headline. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
0: yep. I mean... So yeah. Gen Z, though, is drinking 20% less per capita than older generations. Uh, and they uh, Gen Z is also sixty four percent of Gen V responded anticipating they would drink alcohol less frequently when they grew older versus uh older generations. I think big alcohol wrote this article. You think big alcohol did? <laughs> you
2: know I'm just talking shit because it's so stupid. Like 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 I mean you know it's like oh I want my kids to drink. I, I'm glad they fucking be like stoners and not be violent and that also people they surround and, and uh, themselves with right or not drunks you know because that's when shit happens when everybody's drunk not stone i mean you guys ever been to a thing where all of a sudden shit broke out except for like perhaps maybe
0: at a convention where like two growers hitting each other or some shit. you know what i mean like what yeah there's always grower drama and so that's one of the things that we don't i mean that's let's have brian like tell people how they can get in touch <laughs> with them and all that but we've yeah. covered all of our stories and we can wrap this up. So Brian, how do people get in touch with you if they need uh, any help on their, their stuff?
3: Uh, you know, I'm not taking clients. I'm big on LinkedIn. So please reach out on LinkedIn if y'all want to um, get get in touch with Tom and he can get in touch with me. I, I don't really take on new clients. Um, mm. So whatever y'all need, I'm here for, of course. Um, nice. But I will just, just say on, on the last thing. Again, I was... You know i had reefer madness in high school i had a dare bear when i was a kid i wish i would have smoked pot because i drank a lot and had to go to three different high schools so mm. <laughs> that's what i got yeah. on that one Al- alcohol is not is not the way i would rather when my daughter gets there it, it, i don't want it to happen but it's a better alternative than, than alcohol yeah. for sure um but yeah Tommy, know, yeah,
0: yeah nice awesome hey well that's our show and uh, i hope that you catch miggy and i over at mj biz brian you uh headed over to vegas here in a couple of weeks it is november 28th through december 1st
3: i am not i'm going to skip it again this year but i am going next year i don't um i don't go to all of them i go to one every few years um just right. just there's so much great stuff that comes out of those those mm-hmm. events but yeah i just try to hit one one every couple of years
0: Nice. Awesome. Well, Miggy and I will be there. And if you will too, stop by our tent. We'll tell you what tent we're in next week. We actually do have that. We'll just put it in the show notes for next week. Cause it's the fifth. We still got like three weeks. So yeah. we're good.
2: Right for Thanksgiving. Can't wait for the content though.
0: Oh yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, mm-hmm. thanks for uh, tuning in and we'll see you next week for more cannabis legalization news. Like subscribe.